Hello, friends, and welcome to the Cone of Shame Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. Guys, today I have one of my good friends, Margie Shirk, with us. Margie Shirk is a boarded feline specialist. She is ABVP boarded uh, since 1995, the first time that you were allowed to sit for the exam. She is the uh, she's the founder of the second uh, cat specialty clinic in Canada. She has been lecturing and writing all around the world since 2008. She is the North American editor of the Journal of Feline Medicine and Surgery, and she just does a ton of stuff, and she knows her stuff, and she is no nonsense to the point of fun and funny person who I enjoy. Guys, I'm super happy to have her on the episode. Let's just get into this. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Dr. Margie Shirk, welcome, welcome. Thanks for coming back. Hey, pleasure. A lot of time's gone by since we last spoke. Yeah. <laughs> it's been minutes since we recorded our previous episode. And in 2020, minutes are like day. <laughs> Wasn't it though? I mean, March, I, I came back from my last trip was uh, to Germany and I came back uh, what, three days early because of, you know, COVID. I uh, got home on the 13th of March, haven't been anywhere since. Um, and uh, the month of March, even though that was only the 13th, was the longest month of my life. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I one of my favorite memes was during the election uh, here in the States after uh, after the polls had closed and the counting was going on. And it was like Friday. And I saw this meme that said from the year that brought you four months of April comes Tuesday part three. And I was like, that's so fun. It's <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. Oh, We're learning. I'm um, one one uh, good thing about this year. I'm learning patience. <laughs> uh, yeah in in new and significant ways i'm also learning how to teach a nine-year-old math so that's a skill i didn't have when i learned math at no point did my teacher say you need to learn this so that you can teach your own child during a pandemic that was new to me oh my goodness i just i am so so many things i'm grateful for but i'm very grateful for the fact that you know my kids are are well and gone and out of the house. i don't know how you could be have to work from home teach your kids when we don't know how to teach uh I, I honest to goodness or i mean i know how to teach but i don't know how to relatively i don't know how to teach those that material yeah and i don't think you know if i if i had a you know three-year-old i don't think they'd want to be learning veterinary medicine <laughs> no, let's talk about sterile societies not again mom not again <laughs> got it today okay. we're gonna learn how to place an e-tube <laughs> she's like when, when will i use this in the third grade um <laughs> I I want to talk to you today. I want to run through Christmas risks for cats. This is great material just for me to have on top of mind. And honestly, this is great stuff to communicate to pet owners. So this is going to help me make uh, social media posts for my practice. It's going to help me make handouts for my clients. It's going to give me things to mention in the exam room that are interesting and topical that the pet owners will like. But let's you and me real fast. We're uh, getting into the month of December. What... um. What do I need to be looking out for? What are risks to cats associated with the holiday season that that may not be present the rest of the year? So as people unpack their decorations, what dastardly, devious, uh, diabolical 
things are they getting out? That's a lot of D's there. That's all I was kept. I was like, I'm on to this now. I'm going to keep <laughs> going as long as I can. So, I mean, the obvious, the, the most obvious one is tinsel. And it's been, it's been literally decades since I've had tinsel on trees. You just can't have tinsel on trees because not only is it dangling and shiny and appealing and, and moves, um, uh, and, and a cat wants to bat at it, but of course it can be a linear foreign body, which is, um, uh, can, can slice, literally slice the intestines open in a cat and cause, uh, it's totally unnecessarily. So sadly, no tinsel, um, other hanging decorations, hang them up high enough that, that a cat can't get to them. And for heaven's sakes, make sure you attach your tree to the wall in some way, shape or form. Because should Kitty decide that it's a it's a, a cat tree rather than just a Christmas tree, um, this whole thing can come tumbling down and glass ornaments break and get you know and you don't want those glass ornaments to break. You also don't want them slicing Kitty's paws or being ingested in any way. So angel hair also a problem because that can cause you know that fluffy white stuff can if they shoot, if they get that caught on the barbs of their tongue they can't get it off and just like tinsel they have to swallow it. And that could cause an obstruction. Which so, so uh, we, when you say angel hair, you're talking about like the fake snow stuff that yeah. go that people put around the bottom of their tree. No, uh, no, I'm talking about that that stringy, like it's almost like fiberglass or something. It's that uh, um, that uh, white, fluffy. It's like like it is like snow, but it's not the snow that you spray on. Sorry, maybe you were talking about saying yeah, not, yeah, yeah. But the, but the nice puffy marshmallowy kind of snow. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Perfect. I, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't. I had no idea that was called angel hair. But um, that makes a ton of sense. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So angel hair. I I gotta tell you that I had no idea. That that totally makes sense. Then also, you know, Christmas lights. Of course, with Christmas lights, we're talking electrical, and that's always a an issue if they could, you know, bite the electrical and then get a horrible burn on their tongues. Um, and some sloughing there. It could also be, uh, uh, they could also get caught up in them, in the, in the uh, um, wires. So uh, that's a, you know, supervise your cat when that's, when that's on, you know, battery powered lights would, would be better, at least in, as far as not getting caught in cords, but there's still the electrical. Snow globes, a real problem. We don't think of snow globes as being, if, if they break, because snow globes are filled with ethylene glycol. Betcha. What? No, is that, that true? I had no idea. Didn't know that, right? I didn't. I, in all seriousness, you said I it was just water, you said right? snow globes. I was like, I, I don't. I, you got yeah, me here. Yeah, there's ethylene glycol in in snow globes. I mean, I, I don't know if it's in all snow globes, but it's a, it's a, that's you know, of course, that is deadly. Yeah, absolutely deadly. So that's a that's um uh, an, an an important thing too. Now, when we look at oh, and and then you know if we got if we've got kitty uh, Christmas presents under the tree, probably not a good idea to be putting the catnip filled presents under the Christmas tree, uh, where kitty's going to want to dig through the dig through the wrapping and all that kind of stuff. Um, one of the things too that that when we think about cooking, there's a lot of cooking that goes around holidays, and um, you know who knows what it's going to be like during this pan- pandemic where everything's sort of dialed down smaller because we're not having people over public service announcement. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> not having people over. Um, but even so, we may be cooking. Well, we will be cooking fancier, and 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 um, for those of us who have the the ability to do so, so we need to be careful of strings on roast, strings on on um, uh, ham, birds, that sort of thing, because that can also be like tinsel can be a uh, uh, you know awfully tasty. Um, and if they're getting into too much fat, it's not going to give them pancreatitis, but it can certainly give them a, a day or two of a pretty upset upset tummy. Yeah. Um, the uh, a lot of something we were poinsettias have gotten a really bad rap. Poinsettias actually aren't well, strictly speaking, yes, they are toxic in that they you can you get drooly and feel kind of crummy after eating them. But mm -hmm. they actually, you know, they may be vomiting a little bit of drooling, um, maybe some diarrhea, maybe even conjunctivitis. But the reality is like it, poinsettias aren't going to kill anybody. It's it's a really, really mild um a really mild thing if they get uh you know they can get dermal irritation just some itchiness from them but really i mean when i had my practice every christmas we would i would buy you know these huge from a from a um charity i would buy these huge poinsettias and they'd have the what 20 of these things out on the floor and i was never worried about them with the with either the clinic cats or the patients what do you say to the pet owner who calls in in a panic and she says, my cat just ate. I saw her eating flowers off the poinsettia. Um, do you just sort of run them through that? Is there a point where you say, okay, bring her in if this happens? Do you just say it's going to be fine? What, uh, walk me through that conversation really quickly if you don't mind. Yeah, that. sure. It's, I mean, it's a really low level of low level of um, toxicity. And, and if the kitty were, you know, vomiting and more than once and continuously vomiting, then it might be then then it might be a good idea to bring bring kitty in and, and to give them an antiemetic you know give them some give them an antiemetic and and maybe some fluids sub-q fluids because of the uh, the electrolytes and water that they've lost uh, but really that's that's it you know it's 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 much less dangerous than um lilies of course you know uh amaryllis are lilies and um i have them in my house but they're in the that the, they stay in the living room and the living room has you know glass doors and the doors stay shut uh, unless we're in there um, uh, with the then the cats can be in there so um, at lilies there's other types of lilies that people like even those alstroemeria that you see in in um, um, bouquets really commonly those are also lilies and you know when we're talking lilies now we're also we're, we're, we're talking acute kidney injury just like as we are with the snow globe ethylene glycol thing christmas uh, like holly holly's mm -hmm. really dangerous um as well as you can also get the um mechanical injury from the spiny leaves because that can that can really slice their tongues uh and then the uh there's other plants too like i think here oh well, mistletoe can be toxic too you think about the druids and how they used to always look for mistletoe and it, i think it has some hallucinogenic property mm -hmm. um right. that's what that that's about so but you know, with 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 mistletoe, um, certainly European mistletoe tends to be more toxic than the American varieties. But people, you know, doesn't people plant things that aren't necessarily native to their region, and sure, sure. Um, uh, and and it can be that can cause uh, collapse, hypotension, ataxia, you know, really seizures, even death. So it's it's pretty pretty wild what what that uh, what that can what it can cause. And then, you know, lastly around Christmas, what I, what I want to uh, think about too is stress. 
stress, 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 and anxiety. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff happening. I mean, just think about it. Thanksgiving, Christmas, everybody looks forward to them. And within mm-hmm. about how long, how many minutes is the family fighting or arguing? Or <laughs> and there's more people there. I mean, again, that's one probably really good thing with the pandemic for, for the cats is there's fewer people coming over. But yep, um, yep. still, we're kind of wound up. We need to get our presents mailed off we need to we're decorating the house we're doing all this stuff um that you know we may be feeling financially stressed and so we pass on all this all this all this stress um and that may be a time where some pheromones might be if you don't already have them in place you might want some pheromones you want to make sure that the cats can get away that they can always get to a peaceful place where they're not pestered without having to you know so they can take care of themselves that way that makes total sense. Is there anything else in the kitchen that people might need a quick reminder on that pet owners should be reminded of? Uh, I love the I love this the string. I think that's that's a big one to call out. Any other ingredients that come out? Are people doing funky things with xylitol now that I'm not aware of? A- anything like that? Yeah, I don't know about xylitol. I mean, cats do, at least my cats love peanut butter, and we only use peanut butter that's peanuts and nuts, not some, not uh, any of the processed peanut butters that may have xylitol, which certainly is toxic. Uh, but thanks for this. Thanks for this prod um, for, for, for uh, this lead, leading leading question. That's well, awesome. You, yeah, well, you are you are a cook. You are you yeah, are a chef. I, I know I, it's a passion of yours. I'm like, let's, let's, if anybody's going to, going to unpack this well, it's going to be Margie. Oh, I love cooking. Um, I, um, although I'm getting a little bit sick of it with, uh, with, uh, with the <laughs> pandemic, cause it's like a gardening and cooking. Like what else? Anyways, I, I can never retire. I don't know what I'll, I'll probably poke my eyes out, but okay. So onions and garlic. I mean, my kitchen is a super toxic place for cats because pretty much every meal has onions and garlic in it. Um, especially, you know, especially, um, um, onions are, are an issue for cats. The other thing is, so that could be in gravy. Um, if you're giving them a little bit of turkey, you know, give them the turkey, but no gravy and then raisins and grapes. And like, I'm just about to, I'm just assembling my, all my ingredients to make chocolate bark. And with that, I have you know, dark calibo chocolate and there's, there's some, um, uh, there's some raisins in it. There's uh, nuts in it. There's ginger in it. There's mango in it. There's, you know, dried cherries. And uh, well, pretty much all those things could be problematic, or at least I should say the raisins and the chocolate could definitely be problematic. Cats aren't usually really big on, on, on chocolate, but if, if a raisin hits the floor, they might just investigate it. And that's, you know, one raisin isn't going to likely do anything, but uh, if they, decide that this is a good thing and they bat them around, that could be a problem. That sounds great. I feel good. I feel like I got a lot to talk to my clients about. I think I got some great stuff for some client handouts. This is this is super good. Any last tips, tricks, pearls, anything about the holiday that, that the veterinarian uh, with the cat love should have in mind that you can think of? Well, I mean, we love our cats and we love uh, certainly this year, if the numbers the numbers don't lie, uh, we're loving our alcohol and we might want to, for ourselves to relax a bit, have a nice glass of something, but, you know, maybe it, it would be a toddy or something, whatever it is, cider, don't give your cat any of that. Cats cannot, don't have the alcohol dehydrogenase. They need to break down the alcohol so in, in their livers, so please don't let your cats dr- drink from your whatever lovely thing you're enjoying, no matter how much you love your cat. Give them that some. That sounds great. Instead. 
that's a good one to leave on. Margie, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Always appreciate your time. I hope that you will come back and talk with us again. Anytime. Would love it. Love seeing your smiling face. Okay, take care. Uh, Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That is what we've got today. Special thanks for Margie for being with us. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I do. I always get so much out of our conversations. She is amazing. Guys, if you like the podcast, the nicest thing that you can do is leave me an honest review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it helps people find the show. It helps us get the word out. It, just, uh, it also lets me know how we're doing. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I hope you're uh, heading on towards a wonderful holiday and uh, that life is good to you. Take care. Be well. See you soon.